Hello and welcome in to another episode of Podcast 63, the summer edition. Uh, it is Buck and Lou back again, and we have some exciting stuff to talk about. You know, that's how our summer episodes work. When there's some stuff, that's when we chime in. And there is a bunch of new stuff. Um, Lou, uh, first of all, how's your how's your summer going? Summer's going well. Summer's going well. Just uh, biding the time, trying to enjoy it. Again, the Olympics was cool to watch. Um, I just, again, also exciting to see little commitments come here and there. Uh, but overall, looking good. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. I think uh, one of the most exciting things about my summer so far is putting in my payment to get an extra ticket. So I do have two season tickets now for this upcoming season. Um, so just let that be a reminder to any of our listeners who uh, are season ticket holders or are going to become season ticket holders to keep on the lookout for that. Um, I'm sure, you know, I, I was renewing, so that starts a little sooner, but for the new ones, I'm sure it's pretty soon here. Um, so I will be back no matter how I need to, what I need to wear or how I need to get there, mask, whatever, I'm going to be there. So I am pumped to uh, see Ramblers basketball in, I don't know, a little over two months, right? Something like that. When is uh, the, I know we don't have a date November. yet. It's November. It's November. Yeah, it's usually kind of first first week or two of November. I think like November 10th, 11th is usually, if I if I can recall. Yeah, so we yeah, got like just, just under three off. months, I'd say. I'm thrown off with the COVID season, like, because we didn't start until, like, December or whatever that was. True, yeah. And we were were supposed to start earlier, and then we got contracted. So, no, absolutely understood. That's right. That's right. So, um, speaking of good things, let's change the subject here. Um, We have some, just some three three news stories we want to talk about here. Three former Ramblers doing big things in a lot of different ways. And I feel like we should probably start off with the, the biggest of them all, which is the Olympics. Uh, and Blake Schilb, uh playing for the Czech Republic. Um, he made it to the Olympics, which is a huge uh, feat in and of itself because there's only 16 countries that actually make it to the Olympics for men's basketball. Um, unfortunately, they were put in the same pool with uh, the United States. And wasn't France in there, yep, too? No, and France. I would say France is not a team I would have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Or, and France cool, was definitely. the runner up, right? Uh, no, it was Australia would have been the because Patty Mills, I think, wasn't it? I don't know. I'll look it up. But um, anyway, yeah, they had to go into the pool with the United States. And uh, it was a rough draw for our ex-Rambler in uh, Blake Shelb. And, oh, they played Spain. That's who it was. The championship. They played Spain game. in the final? That's it. No, quarterfinals, final. It was France. It was France. It was France. Apologies. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so um, really unfortunate draw for our uh, former friend, or I guess current friend, former Rambler, Blake Schilb. Um, But he had some really good games. Um, I don't know, Lou, if you want to talk about that, or I I can pull up the box score if you don't. Yeah, no, I got it here. Yeah, no, I got it it here. Yeah, so I think just for reference, if people don't remember what I was talking about, they had to beat Team Canada just to get into the Olympics. And Team Canada ain't no weak team you got. R.J. Baird, you got um, Andrew Wiggins, uh, Kelly Olynyk. Uh, so you got guys on Team Canada basketball. And funny enough, I saw Nick Nurse just re-signed to be Team Canada uh, head coach going into the next Olympics. So just start off, Blake Schlieb, uh really their team, Czech Republic, did awesome. Um, for wondering how he's playing for Czech Republic, I believe 
with basketball because you've he's lived there so long while um while playing professionally he can get citizenship but I would mm-hmm. say they played three games, and I'll just talk quickly. First game, the Czech Republic played against Iran. They crushed them. Iran, I don't really know of many basketball guys on that team. Um, then they played um, France, and they lost by 20, uh, which was tough to see. You thought maybe they could get a little bit closer. Um, but then they played Team USA, and they definitely lost. They lost by nearly 40. <laughs> um, so that's definitely even uh, tougher to see. But I had to say they were only down by four at half. Mm-hmm. And you were like, hey, they got this. And then the second half, Team USA put up 35 and 37 points in each quarter, respectively. So definitely a tough thing to say. But I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm pretty sure Blake Sheev is 37. Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah, 37. So here are just his Team USA game stats. And I'm just going to put a reference about who started for Team USA. So who who he went up against. Maybe you. You're going to recognize a few names. He went up against Damon Illard, Kevin Durant, Drew Holiday, Bam, and Devin Booker. And then, of course, Chris Middleton, Zach Levine, and guys like, say, Draymond Green and Jason Tatum are all on the bench. So pretty tough team. But Blake Sheep started 31 minutes, 17 points this guy put up, going one for three from, uh, from field goal. He went five of six from three. Mm-hmm. Now – if if that doesn't talk about a Loyola Rambler shooter, that that's that's surprising. And then this was uh, one of my favorites. Uh, he had two steals, so great to see that. Um, so just uh, actually just a great time uh, to see a former Rambler put up points. And I, I got to talk about it. he's 37 years old. That's 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 a feat on itself, I'd say. So great to see that. Um, they sadly lost Team USA, like I said. But again, what a great thing to see a former Rambler and get excited about. Um, a team that's other than the USA in basketball. I think that was really cool to see. Um, and then showing guys that, hey, like maybe he can come back and talk to guys and be like, hey, I played in the Olympics. Like not mm-hmm. many guys can see that as an option and he can show you how it's an option. So I really do think that was uh, pretty darn uh, cool and just happy that it's it's right now a, a thing that's working for him. So may, I don't know. Um, again, in if three years comes, he'll be 40. You might see him again. I don't know, but uh, I'd say what what a great first story to kick off there, Buck. What do you think? Yeah, I hope he's able to come back to Chicago and, like, talk to the guys about it. Like, I don't know what, you know, it's it's many, you know, now two coaches ago, I guess. Um, so I don't know if there's any relationship still there at Loyola with uh, Blake, but if there is, man, I hope they're giving him a call and saying, when you're in town next, come visit us and tell us about it. Cause that is, uh, that's cool. Like you said, it's just like kind of a different route, like, uh, something that probably these guys don't really think about, but is probably more realistic, like for them to go on play in Europe or wherever, another country and, um, gain citizenship and potentially do something like that, or at least like compete to make the Olympics, uh, at one point. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's super cool. Uh, that's kind of all I got on it, though. I'm, I'm, we're proud of him, and uh, it was like you said, kind of just fun to root for a different team other than the USA for men's basketball. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. What else yeah, you so, next person? Yeah, next thing I got uh, another uh, European uh, basketball team, I suppose. Our Cameron Krutwig, uh has left for Antwerp. Um, to go play for the Antwerp Giants. Uh, just looked it up. Uh, then first, Their first game is September 24th. 
um, which is just about a week from now. So I'm hoping they put box scores or I don't know, I, I, any way that I can uh, see any of it. I know I follow them on Twitter already. Um, we'll be, we'll re- be reaching out to Antwerp to make sure we get some. <laughs> Absolutely. We need a, um, uh, a translator. <laughs> maybe, maybe podcast 63, you might see a foreign correspondent come soon enough. That would be hilarious. I don't even know. It's, where I'm. I'm. Where is Antwerp? I'm already. That's yeah, Belgium, I believe. Oh, I believe Belgium. Belgium. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. any of our uh, our Belgian fans, uh, give us a give us a shout and let us know how we can communicate with the with the Giants PR team. Um, but yeah, so he's off. Uh, I saw actually on like Instagram and stuff. Uh, a bunch of guys came over. Like it looked like everything was outside. They were celebrating Cam and goodbye party and like a lot of the guys that have been on the team for a while um some old faces some new faces um just kind of celebrating him letting him you know giving him a goodbye party and uh yeah i guess he's you know he's he's gone for the whole season who knows if he comes back and hangs out with the guys in the off season or maybe he'll just keep working at, on his craft if he's got a two-year deal there so um so yeah it was just cool to see uh some stuff and let us know that this is serious, and he's taking off for Belgium. Um, Lou, any thoughts about that? Yeah, I'm just excited to see him play at another level. I think it's kind of a great segue from Blake into Cameron. Uh, Blake won a European championship with former NBA players, so and I think he's made a great career out of it in Europe. And so what I hope from Cam is play a little bit in Europe and maybe get looked at, but again, I, I think it's just a great – experience and opportunity that you can play at another level after college um and i think personally it's it's a legit way it's not like oh you're just like these guys are getting paid they're having a good life i saw they went sneaker shopping as a team so um i think overall just a great next step and again it's his first first year out of being a loyal rambler so i think we got a lot the ceiling's high so i can't wait Maybe in uh, like 15 years, we'll see Cam playing for the Belgium national team in, in the Olympics. <laughs> when he's yeah, actually, that's, that's funny. Blake, I believe, graduated in 2007. So 14 years later, he's playing for the, the Olympics. So you never know. I, I would write it down. Write it down, the date and everything. He's almost there. Just a decade and a half left of uh, professional basketball for him to play. Exactly. Exactly. Gosh. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, good luck to Cam. We'll be following along. Um, obviously if we see any stats or anything, we'll, we'll put them on the, on the old Twitter. Uh, and if something kind of cool happens, we'll, we'll be sure to talk about it on the podcast. Um, but, uh, Lou, I know you got another piece of information, our last former Rambler to talk about. So why don't you take it away and tell us about, uh, Milton Doyle. Yeah. So a name that, again, I love that he's grinding Milton Doyle name. We've heard talked about from his four years playing. And then of course now his professional years. So he actually, um, for those of you who remember, he was originally scheduled to play in the TVG tournament. And then all of a sudden, um, and Buck was great to let me know the times and everything, I went to go watch the game. Milt wasn't there. And mm-hmm. congratulations, Milt. During that weekend, you got engaged. So that was uh, <laughs> definitely you had maybe bigger plans to do. But we found out main, the main reason why maybe he didn't play in the TBT, which I think you and I talked about, was he actually ended up being signed to play in the Summer League with the Portland Trailblazers. So... Really great opportunity. Again, both Milt's last time playing in the Summer League led to him being on the G League. And then again, if you don't remember, he played some NBA minutes with Brooklyn Nets. Um, I think the Brooklyn Nets would need him right now. That big three seemed to not help them get to the championship. So again, Milton Doyle can do it for you. But 
And again, the crazy thing is Milt destroyed G League, in my opinion. He was putting up 35 points, 30 points. He really could control the G League. So I was really hoping this would be the same. However, two games went by, and all of a sudden, Milton Doyle has signed a professional contract. Um, and again, that's totally maybe what he finds is the best uh, route to go, which I can totally see. Um, but in the two games, Milt, I don't believe, registered a point. Um, in one of the games, he did play 10 minutes. The other game, I believe he played three minutes. So nothing really consistent on minutes. And I, I think that um, – actually, as we speak about this, two hours ago, Milt made a post saying he wants to thank the Trailblazers for this opportunity because um, it's just a great opportunity. So really interesting to see him uh, do that as well because it, it's really just a, the next step after maybe not getting an NBA contract is getting back to Europe. And again, with the year he's had – uh, getting to Europe was kind of tough. You saw him go to Israel. You saw him kind of move around because you didn't know who had teams to play. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, that's kind of uh, the next step uh, for him, and that was just great to see. Uh, so right now, Milt will be heading back to, I believe it is Europe. I'm trying to pull up the team here. But I, I just think it's great that he's able to get back. What do you, What about you, Buck? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great opportunity. I was kind of bummed to see he didn't really even get a shot with the Trailblazers. I mean, he was on the team, but he didn't play more than five or ten minutes in each of the games. Um, but, you know, look, he's getting a paycheck, and he's getting to play professional basketball. And I think for a lot of those guys, that's that's the goal, right, is to be able to chase your dream and get paid doing it. So, um, it, I, we're obviously, we keep following Milt, um, and I think he still has a legitimate shot to – come back stateside and and play although you know he is he has been what graduated for five years now four so i mean uh, yeah five or four yeah. so he's getting you know he's getting to his late 20s now so um i won't say it out loud but i you can all see where i'm going with this um but we we still you know root for him wishing him the best and uh just really happy he can keep chasing his dream and get paid doing it so um yeah any any last thoughts on any of those three or any other like uh any i guess we do have one more news story i don't know if you had any more thoughts but i I just think um it's great to see former ramblers still playing professionally you see some programs where guys just immediately have to jump to become a coach or something which is totally fine but i think that having another avenue for guys who are looking to play after is like hey we have guys who have played in Europe. You can go talk to them. How do they do it? How do they do that? And then now with Milt, I think Milt's had a consistency of getting looked at by NBA. Like professional NBA scouts are saying, hey, we do want to see you play. We think you have something. Mm-hmm. So he knows that process. So, again, it's been quite some time since we had a guy get actually drafted or signed on draft night. But I think we've had some guys now get looked at where we can start looking to see hopefully in the future kind of a, a little pipeline to professional yeah yeah like you said like those guys can hopefully come back and and talk to our guys and tell them how how it works and uh that's some valuable information um but just the last news thing we have here uh is a scheduling uh edition i don't and we're not going to talk about all the scheduling stuff yet because a lot of it isn't finalized but there was one game that we popped up on another team's non-conference schedule, and that other team was Florida Gulf Coast University. Um, for for basketball fans, like you know, pretty intense basketball college basketball fans, I'm sure you'll remember Florida Gulf Coast was a 15 seed, I want to say, and made it to the Sweet 16, or at least won. No, I think they won two games. They made it to the second weekend. 
they were Dunk City uh, back in like, I don't know, 2015, 2014. Um, and since then, they've remained pretty relevant in uh, their conference, which I think is the Sun, the ASUN, the Atlantic Sun. Um, and it looks like, I'm just looking at their Twitter now, they made it to the NCAA tournament in 2013, 16, 17. Uh, and then they were in the NIT in 14 and 18. Um, so, you know, they've they've remained relevant. I would say they're probably just like one step below what Loyola's done. Um, they've, they have some sustained success over a five or six year period, but they're not doing it at, at as high of a level as Loyola's done it. So um, I love this matchup. I'm all in. It's at Loyola, which is even better. I don't know if it's home and home. It doesn't say. Um, but, um, it is November 13th and I can't wait to be there and watch that game. Lou, what do you think of the matchup? Yeah, I, I think it's exciting to, again, again, right now, I think Florida Gulf Coast is a name people know. Uh, so it's like, oh, Florida Gulf Coast. I know that name. They've, they've been in the tournament before. So recently I, I don't think they've made as big of a splash again, just because they had Dunk City and everything. But again, it's a credible, it's an eye test name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when, right. When people see the name Florida Gulf Coast, they're like, oh, OK, yeah, I, I know. I know that name. So I think that's going to be the, the biggest thing right away is that we're getting teams that are not. <laughs> I'm going to go back to it. Not Division three. Uh, yeah. So I think that's uh, that's comforting as well. And then also we're, we're playing. I'm, I'm assuming we're going to have some type of home and away. Right. So it gets us potentially go back and play um, a team out in Florida. And maybe mm-hmm. Drew can, like, get kids to come see games there that he's interested in looking at. I don't know if that's the logic wheels, but I know sometimes um, programs kind of look for that, right? So it, it is interesting. And the game, quite honestly, is, I think, personally, could be one of the first games of the official season. It's mm-hmm. November 13th. It's that Saturday. So when I first saw that, I was like, ooh, um, that's going to be interesting. So overall, I think it's an interesting team. Uh, to play and I'm, I'm excited because it's it should be some decent competition um i don't think they've when's the last time they made a tournament sorry did you say uh i think it said 18 2018 yeah so it, it is recent again it's um it's not a team that has been on a hiatus for a while uh yeah. so i think that's the exciting part as well so looking forward to it always and again i think it's a good quality team um and it's a team that's kind of out of the midwest which is really interesting i think that's also the exciting thing it's not your same midwest schools that you're going to rely on Florida Golf Coast was like, hey, yeah, we'll, we'll look at you guys. So we'll see. Yeah, I think it's, a, like you said, uh, I, it, it should be interesting for, like, recruiting, too, when if we go back. And, again, it doesn't say if it's a home and home, but I would assume it is. Uh, I guess we'll probably find out later, either this year or next year. But um, just for recruiting purposes, it might be kind of cool to see if there's someone we're interested in from Florida. Or uh, I guess we'll just kind of have to find out and wait and see um but yeah like i said november 13th like you said probably one of the first couple games uh i guess we'll have to wait and see until our schedule comes out which should be any week now i think there's it seems like most teams have put something out although i think that's still not very many valley teams have so um actually i i just i know the good the good follow of mbc hoops has definitely, I think, you and you and I, mm-hmm. um, again, I know they've pitched together some teams. Like, for example, they are good at tweeting, like, other non-conference games that 
So I think a good handful of teams, but I don't think like the big teams. Nothing against mm-hmm. everybody, but like I don't think Drake has fully put out anything. I know Valpo did. When Valpo announced their new name, they announced their full schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there there's a handful of teams, but we're waiting for kind of the bigger teams. Because I think like teams like Drake are, are looking to improve their non-con. So when it comes to conference time, if they come in second, they don't have to sweat and get on the bubble. They'll get in as just at large. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like we said, we'll, we'll keep you updated and um, looking forward to seeing that schedule when it comes out, whenever it comes out. <laughs> um, but the uh, headlines, uh, plural, headlines, plural of this podcast have to be our two new commitments, uh, just verbal commitments at this point. Um, but in the past couple of weeks, we have gotten uh, two commitments from two different guards um, from two different states. The first one was, it's been like a couple weeks now, uh, from Jaden Dawson, uh, also just goes by Jay, apparently, Jay Dawson, uh, from Omaha, Omaha, Nebraska. And then the second one uh, just happened a couple, uh, yesterday or two days ago, Jalen Quinn from Illinois. Uh, he is from Tuscola, which I uh, had never heard of, and I'm from Illinois. Apparently, it is just like 15, 20 minutes south of Champaign. So uh, that adds a little bit of um, uh, intrigue for sure. And when we get to that point, we'll talk about um, all the teams that were interested in Jalen Quinn. Um, but for now, I, I kind of want to start with Jaden Dawson, um, just because chronologically, this one happened earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I was really uh, shocked, honestly, by this one. Um, just because like, you know, I thought, oh, we got St. Thomas from Omaha, Nebraska, like that, you know, oh, that's a one in a hundred or whatever. Like, you know, this kid, perfect timing, what have you. I didn't know we were like actively scouting Nebraska. Uh, but turns out, um, we are (laughs) because makes two guys from two different classes, uh, committing to Loyola from the same city, um, there's lots of talent in Omaha, so I don't I don't want to make it sound like it's not um, like it's not a, a basketball hub. It definitely is, um, and I you know I guess strike while the iron's hot. Um, but Jaden Dawson, uh, I'm just kind of looking at Max Preps right now. Um, it shows he's six foot four. Uh, he obviously he graduates next year, so he's still got a senior year to play. Um, he last year, uh, from at least from this website, it shows he averaged over 14 points a game. Um, he, other than that, I mean, he gets a lot of steals, just under two steals a game. So that's impressive. Other than that, a couple, a couple assists and three and a half rebounds a game. Um, but I, I kind of looked at some like box scores and it, it seemed like there were a couple seniors on his team that, uh, that he had like one in, in particular, like there was a, a, big center that took a lot of rebounds from him and stuff. So um, I'm sure this year being big, you know, big ticket senior, he'll, I'm really interested to see what his stat line is. Um, And it's good competition. Uh, Omaha has good competition. So um, I'm impressed to, or interested to see what he's like uh, over his senior year. Um, Before I kind of get more in depth about like his play style and stuff, Lou, did you like what were your thoughts when you saw um, Jay commit to, to us? It, it was interesting. I, I totally didn't think we were 
and, and again, I agree with you. Nothing against Omaha. One thing is this. I, I would expect any type of talent coming out of Omaha, Creighton just is kind of on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That or either, either University of Nebraska. Because like both those teams, like I feel like Jaden Dawson is the type of player that Creighton would go after. Um, and then as well as I would think it's also the type of player that Nebraska would consider. Because, again, Nebraska needs local talent as much as they need national talent for being the Big Ten. So uh, just like yourself, did not expect kind of us to be going back to Omaha, and it seems like we were. I don't know if that was the continuation of Coach Valentine or Coach um, uh, London Decobo, um, who helped, again, if you remember St. Thomas stated, he said Coach London and Coach Drew were both kind of the key influence in his commitment. So maybe we're kind of looking to gain some momentum in Omaha, like you said, and I think we did. Uh, so excited about that angle. Um, I haven't watched too much film on Jaden. I know there's a great dunk that I've seen um, and really explosive. So that's really cool. Um, but I think it's just exciting that we're able to go to certain different areas across country and get talent. That's the biggest thing. Cause again, I don't know if a kid from Omaha necessarily knows much about Loyola, except for maybe our most recent winning uh, traditions. So I think mm-hmm. that's the coolest thing is that uh, a person I wouldn't expect. Cause again, if you think about it, most of our makeup of our team is local talent, right? How many mm-hmm. Illinois Wolves recruits do we get? We got three in one year. So, and again, nothing wrong about recruiting home, but it's, it is nice that you, you do have the strength to be able to grab kids and get kids to commit that are not just in your backyard. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like to have that recognition. Um, and I don't know, like who knows, we might have been scouting Dawson first and then end up seeing St. Thomas and cause his recruiting was all different, right? Like he was, getting interest from lots of high majors like pretty early on in his recruitment and then COVID happened and then a lot of these teams were able to keep on their scholarship players for another year and so I think that's what opened St. Thomas's recruitment back up and that's how we got in so I don't know I mean actually so one of these stories that I was looking at because there's there's not a whole ton of like like, I, I was looking for Jaden on, like, Rivals, and I can't even find him on there. Um, but there is a, a new story from uh, Nebraska Prep's um, website on him. And it says that uh, Loyola's, they took a chance on him earlier than all of the other bigger schools. And so it sounds like we, we've been on Jaden for a long time. Um, this article says that right before he committed to us, some of the teams that were showing interest, which doesn't necessarily mean they offered him, were Virginia Tech, Virginia, Nebraska, and Utah. Um, so uh, it's, it, it'll be the, yeah, this article goes on to say, second metro area star to commit to the Ramblers in as many recruiting cycles. St. Thomas uh, committed earlier. It says that he visited Loyola on June 22nd. Um, players are great. Coaching staff's great. They're, we're losing five guards. So when he's a freshman, he'll have big opportunity. Um, his offers, his official offers were from us, Drake, Indiana State, uh, UMass, South Dakota State, Wyoming, and George Mason. Um, so it sounds like uh, mid-majors have been offering him and just kind of starting to get high major interest. So, um, yeah, as for, like, the type of player he is, to me, he's super explosive. He's super explosive. Um, he's very quick twitch um uh wants to like set you up with a move counter move and get past you um i think what i would be most interested in seeing from him 
is I mean, there's two things, obviously, when you talk about like a, a guard is like, can he handle the ball and can he shoot the three? And I think if he were to focus on one of those two, like this year, that'd be great. I would kind of prefer him be a ball handler, especially if he's going to be super quick um, just to break down defenses. That opens up a lot of opportunities for other players. Um, but I mean, obviously, he's probably working on everything as most kids you know, that age do and, and should. Um, so yeah, I, like I, I shared some stuff on the Twitter page, uh, pretty early on, like his dunks and stuff. Dude is just, he's really athletic. Um, as of now it says he's six, four, you know, these guys can still grow another inch sometimes too, going into their senior year and freshman year of college. So, um, I'm, I'm really excited for him. I think he's got a really high ceiling, um, I think he's, uh, his floor, this is, I guess, kind of more baseball, uh, lingo here, but his ceiling is super high. I don't think his floor is that high. Like, I think he has the potential to fizzle out just cause he is, he relies on that explosiveness. Um, but if he can kind of add some, uh, fundamental to his game this senior year and then his freshman year at Loyola. I think he can he can be a, a solid uh, starting point guard in in the valley for four years to come. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about him. I don't know if you do you have anything else to add about uh, Jaden Dawson? Yeah, for Dawson, for me, it's just the fact that he's a six four combo guard. So again, is like being a combo guard there, like listed as combo guard, is like like you said, is what is his one specific thing, and I think he's kind of has a more general grasp of different skills so i'd be intrigued just to see if he can build up one i guess i don't know one type of playing type that he's really strong at but also have consistency with other stuff so whether it's his defense because again some of our guys i love that we can rely on their defense more than their offense because we need it as much as we need their offense so i'd be intrigued to see that and again like you said it was interesting i didn't know that about a lot of seniors on his team i believe you said so i'm going to be intrigued to watch kind of how he plays his senior year um, of high school ball. And again, last year was weird. I don't know if he got to play as many games, so maybe he just needs to play more games at this, at, as a senior. So I'll be interested to watch that. Yeah. And, um, so he is playing with, uh, Nebraska Supreme, which looks like they're the under armor. They're in the under armor circuit, uh, which is important because we will be talking about that here in a little bit. Um, and yeah, I'm just kind of seeing if there's anything recently, um, the most recent thing I can see is like a stat line wise. Uh, he played a game in July and he had 18 points on seven to 10 shooting. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, I'm, I'm excited to see him. Uh, we'll, we'll be following him his senior year and, 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 uh, putting anything or talking about him, retweeting stuff about him throughout the whole season. So, um, but, uh, moving on. Our second commit, which was just the other day, uh, Jalen Quinn, who is a point guard um, from, like I said, Tuscola, Illinois, plays with uh, the Illinois Wolves, who we know extremely well. Um, Some guys on our team like Paxson Wojcik, um, Marquise Kennedy, Tom Welch. um, Do we have any other ones? I feel like we have at least like one other one, but maybe not. Um, Tom Wells, Paxson Wojcik, Marquise, uh, Marquise. I think that's it. And again, the connection is uh, Brian Mullins' dad runs the program. So again, there, there's the connection there as well. Yeah. So we have some connections there. 
Um, he decided to commit with us just the other day. Um, and this one in particular, uh, I think has both of us super pumped. Um, me, uh, I, I love the Illinois, uh, aspect of this. Um, first of all, he's from right outside of Champaign. So, you know, that U of I, it actually says on rivals that he had been being scouted by them. And actually it goes so far as to say, which coach was recruiting him. It says Ron Coleman. That doesn't, that name doesn't mean anything to me, but, um, so Illinois was recruiting him. He's been offered by DePaul, Drake, Illinois State, Northwestern, Rice, St. Louis, Southern Illinois, Virginia Tech, Wichita State, UIC, and Wofford. I mean, like, <laughs> it's like, I think I named like six teams on here that, uh, like, there's the, that rivalry or that, like, ow, oh, I hate that school for, for you know, 16 different reasons. Um, but, yeah, that this that whole aspect of it just gets me real fired up that he picked us over all those schools. Um, I'm obviously biased. I think we're the best one on that list, but a lot of people don't see it that way. Um, and just from like a athletic standpoint, he is just such a great athlete. Um, but Lou, I know you're probably chomping at the bit. So why don't you, why don't you jump in here and tell us what you're thinking? Yeah, I think this was, this was an interesting uh, recruiting day for me because I saw an article from 247 first, even though we did tweet out early, but, um, or maybe I just saw, I saw something where, where he was just being talked about and I just got really, really excited because again, is I don't think we've had, um, in our 2022 class kind of a recruit that was like, Hey, we definitely uh, can see an impact right away. I think some of these guys are guys that just are great guys that can develop in the next year during their senior year. And Jalen Quinn, though, I think is there. He's on a solid AAU team. I think there are things that I like, even he thinks he needs to improve on, but this is a great pickup, a great point guard pickup mm-hmm. um, for the Valley. Um, I think that's, that's, this is Valley almost through and through. And then even high major, you see Wichita state, Virginia tech, DePaul, Northwestern, so definitely caliber there. Um, I would have loved to have seen a U of I offer just to throw it in their face. Uh, but again, you, you can't get everything you wish for. I think uh, I think they would have offered him like soon. I really do. I think they just are probably looking at their other things, looking at their other chips on the table. But I think they would have. That's just my opinion. But yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's definitely something in, the, in, that, in that ballpark. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, really interesting. Uh, really excited, uh, definitely excited more than anything. Uh, so I don't know. It's again, I think the biggest thing, and I, now I'm just going to read from the article is that I got out of it is mm-hmm. he said the relationship with coach Valentine definitely was the reason I decided to commit was what Quinn said. And that's just really great to see that Valentine feels comfortable already. And I know he recruited before, but he's the head coach now. So he's not, he's not trying to like hype up Porter's statements. He's talking about himself. He's like, Hey, and to be honest with you, it's kind of funny. He hasn't coached been he technically hasn't coached a single game as the official head coach yet. Right. So he's kind of talking all this talk and but he I truly think he's able to back it up because he's that personal. He's that also he played college ball. He knows that. He has a brother who plays professionally. So he actually knows the realm of college basketball pretty darn well. So I, I'm really excited that that was one of the main reasons he said. Um and again it's just it's poised to just be in a downhill attacking guard, I think. Um, I really think he's this guy who attacks and goes to the rim, which he does already. 
Um, and I think I said to you is that I don't really, I haven't seen his shot much. And I think it, in Buck, I'd like you to say, didn't, did he mention about improving something, right? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things he uh, mentioned already is he's trying to improve his mid range uh, jump shot. Um, and just from like a strictly like technique standpoint, I think his jump shot's pretty good. I, I, he's a lefty, which is kind of fun. Um, and it's got a little bit of a hitch to it, but it's really clean. The finish is great. It's over the head. Like it's, um, he's shooting from, uh, like a balanced, um, uh, which we've got like a, uh, balanced foundation. Um, he's got a good shot. Um, so now I think it's just a matter of, of working at it and perfecting it. Uh, and I'm sure like I, one of the guys that I always talk about, uh, when it comes to tweaking shots is Marquise Kennedy, who, in high school, his shot was, I don't know how to put it bluntly, just it wasn't very good. It wasn't, like, the technique of it wasn't, it went in more often than not. You know, you're playing against lesser competition, shorter guys, you know, you create space easier. But it it wasn't pretty. And then he came in his freshman year, and, um, he like, we know he doesn't shoot a bunch, but it looks great. It, it's technically very sound. And I think that there's not that much to do to, to Quinn's shot. I think it's just a little bit of, Let's see if we can speed it up a little bit. And I think he's going to be a dead eye shooter. Um, he, I've, I've watched some video. Um, he loves to uh, kind of like Braden Norris did this past year, take some like in transition threes when it's available. It's not like he's chucking it up there, um, but he's played against some really good competition this summer. Like we mentioned, he's with the Illinois Wolves um, and he is playing in the Under Armour circuit. So, uh, we mentioned with um, Trey Lewis that he was playing in EYBL, which is the Nike circuit. And that, the Nike circuit's the best one. Um, but Under Armour is definitely a close second. Um, and his Illinois Wolves team actually won the championship this summer uh, back in, I think, July, uh, like late July. So, um, Lou, I know you, you, you were talking about that earlier. Do you have anything to add as far as like his uh, his summer league team? Yeah, I would say for his summer league, just the fact that um, it's it's comprised of, of uh, guys who are he's got a solid team. Uh, the biggest name I think on the team is Jaden Shutt. Um, Jaden Shutt is another Illinois kind of shooting guard uh, from closer of the Chicago suburbs, I'd say. Um, I forget exactly, but Jaden has been offered by Duke. Um, and there's a few other guys on the team. So like the team that they he played with is a high competitive team, mm-hmm. which I love seeing. I love seeing guys who play at a high level. So that that's the kind of commitment you you get from him is that he plays at a high level with his AU team. So I'm really hoping and excited to see what a senior year of high school ball comes around because um, I think personally it might be someone like Ty or like Ty didn't really get a a proper senior year, but within what he got, he made the most of it and he played his ass off and then mm-hmm. he played as much as he could and won the city of Chicago kind of small version of a state tournament, right, or mm-hmm. regionals or whatever. So I kind of expect that nearly with Jalen. I expect to see highlights a little bit more often because I hope to see him be like, hey, I'm going to take it serious because it's my senior year and hopefully be kind of an exclamation point to what he's got done already. So I'm really excited to see what he's got and to hold, but I'm really already excited. As a as just an MVC guard, I think he can easily dominate um, and is really effective just with his size and his speed. Um, but I think he could help take to the next level. 
Yeah, so just like from a strict like playing standpoint, so he's six, he's up to like six three. I've even seen some uh, places say he's six four. I bet he's six three, uh, maybe six four with shoes on. But uh, he reminds me actually a lot of Marcus Towns. He's very much uh, like a downhill guy. Like he wants to get to the hoop, and he isn't like he's not. He's fast, obviously, but even in these highlights where I'm watching and like the for his travel team and even in his high school team, he's not trying to just beat you to the hoop. He's trying to get you on his hip so he knows where you are so that he can he can make a move. He can go to the hoop. He knows he's got one on his butt so he knows he can pass it out if he gets double teamed. Um, He's very smart. And, And that's actually for me, that's more exciting than someone who's just really fast or really athletic because he knows how to play with uh, guys that are more his uh, talent level, right? Like, it's not that he's just beating up on guys that aren't uh, aren't very good. And so that sort of thing carries over what, rather than, like, uh, for instance, trying to think of someone in the past, uh, Isaiah Buchdoso. Sorry, this is kind of a deep cut here. We thought Isaiah w- was in his uh, – he was from – Canada, right? And then he, where did he been like? I, anyway, yeah, Isaiah was he, from Canada. Yep. And so a lot of his tape was just him beating guys to the hoop. He got to college and he realized, oh my gosh, I can't just beat guys to the hoop. And that's he kind of then he transferred out. Whereas Jalen Quinn, I think, knows how to play uh, strategically, I guess. Um, but super strong guy, loves to initiate contact, likes to finish and ones, uh, can shoot with the best of them. Um, and yeah, I think he's just a solid point guard. I think he'll come in, uh, like he said in his interview, like, I think he's going to come in and play right away. I, I, I really think, um, even if there was, uh, a few guys that were vying for playing time with him, which I guess we'll just kind of have to wait and see. Um, I think he's going to demand playing time. Cause I think he just has a good head on his shoulders and, um, he is developing his game to be uh, one of the best in, in the Valley. So um, he's not on, I was looking at rivals um, and uh, two, four, seven sports, which was kind of our go-to. He's not on any recruiting lists yet. Um, I just chalked that up to a really weird recruiting year of 2020. Um, but I'm sure now uh, with summer leagues kind of uh, finishing up, School, you're starting back up. I would imagine these websites are going to start putting out more um, uh, lists. And because right now on 247, they they only have seven guys. Uh, like the, if you go to the top uh, ratings for state for Illinois, they only have seven guys. So uh, and and uh, Quinn is a three star already. So he'll, he'll be on these lists. Um, actually, kind of interesting enough, the other guy that's on here that catches my eye is uh, Robbie Avila, who yeah, we have been yeah. linked to. Uh, I would think that Quinn would be yeah, ahead so of him, from, but I don't know. Yeah, from the article from 247 that I read, the, the guy did state that um, look, 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 to, um, 20, look to the fall to see mm-hmm. uh, an upgrade. He said the 247 is going to get a, um, a fall upgrade okay. to the rankings. Gotcha. So we'll, we'll see him. Uh, potentially, with, not potentially. I do think you'll see him on it. Yeah, at the very least, he'll be on Illinois' like top ten. Like there's absolutely, no doubt about absolutely. that. 
Um, Especially because now you'll have the summer leagues kind of over. Exactly. So. And he, I think three, or sorry, two of the guys on the top seven right now actually played with him in on the Wolves team. Uh, Braden Huff, who is, uh, it does, he's not committed to Wisconsin, but they're, they've already predicted he's going to go to Wisconsin. And then uh, Jaden Shutt, who um, I guess isn't committed yet. I thought he was, but he's uh, getting... Jaden didn't commit yet, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's already getting, like, recruited by Duke, Michigan State, and Iowa. So, I mean, those are huge schools. So, I'm sure he'll he'll be going somewhere pretty good. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm pumped about Jalen Quinn. He seems like a good dude, too. I mean, all these guys do. I'm, that's not to say any of the other ones don't. But I was listening to him in an interview, and he just sounds like really cool, calm, and collected uh, for a junior in high school when the interview was taking place. And, um, yeah, our 2022 class is starting to take some shape with Jaden Dawson, Trayvon Lewis, and now uh, Jalen Quinn. So, uh, Lou, I don't know any – those three, I guess, does, does that uh, – what does that say about our 2022 class or, like, you know, what do you think we're going to be looking for still or, I don't know, any any takes from that? Yeah, I think the only thing we'd be looking for would have to be some a, a little bit a little little four or five some taller big guys. Um, and only reason why again I I'm not saying that they're gonna start. I'm saying just a big guy to maybe fill the bench role because if you think about it, uh, yeah, Huddy potentially has four more years, so really he's a freshman. But then Tom Welch, like, I don't know what situation is. So I think what we do need is to kind of make sure we cover our power forward position and then kind of our center position as backups, just or also guys to develop. Like, Huddy mm-hmm. was a backup. And I think within the one year he's developed, he's going to become the starter. To, I hope he is. That's my prediction that I hope he is. Um, but I think that will just help with the recruiting. And especially nothing against – Drew, I Drew's doing great with recruiting shooting or guards, and I would love to and kind of small forward. I'd love to see if we can recruit a, a center mm-hmm. because that was the biggest thing. Cam was one of the first big guys that paid off after recruiting. Porter recruited big guys, but Cam was kind of the first big one that made a splash. So I would be excited to see if we can recruit all these different positions and not just be heavy in one. So that's the the one I'd have to say where I'm looking out for. And also interested in what kind of big like Drew wants to get. Um, like Robbie Avila, for instance, reminds me a lot of Krawig, um, uh, in a couple different ways. He's not the quickest, he's not jumping out of the gym, but, um, from what I've seen, he's a really smart decision maker, finishes craftily around the basket. Um, but on the other hand, you know, maybe he's going to go and try to get a stretch five. Um, you know, Christian Knight, who we have from the Ivy League transfer, he's not super tall. Like he's six, eight, six, nine. Mm-hmm. but a guy that goes up and fights for rebounds. So there's a lot of different ways he could go with it, and I'm just kind of interested to see. Uh, we, we've kind of gotten a little taste of what kind of guards he wants, uh, and like you said, like small forwards, and now I'm interested to see like where he goes recruiting for, for fours and fives. So, um, yeah, all super exciting stuff. I'm We're going to probably dive deeper into Jalen Quinn and, and Jaden Dawson, um, maybe we'll do that, um, a little later in the summer before the season starts as more of like, a, um, I don't know, research into them, but, uh, from everything we've seen, um, uh, video wise, like they're both, they both have a lot of potential. Uh, and I think Jalen Quinn, like we mentioned, is just going to be, 
uh, a little sooner to the to to see his potential. So, um, yeah, Lou, are you excited? Are you you ready to go? I'm excited because things are developing with Drew's recruiting trail. Um, so I think that's great. I'd be a little bit more excited if we had a schedule going. But again, <laughs> like you said, you mentioned your season tickets. So I do think the whole athletics is starting to make a move. So seeing that stuff is great. So again, I'm going to be a little sour. want to see a schedule. But again, I think everyone, one of us wants to see a schedule. Because after the year we've had, especially the year the way the year happened, to be able to end making the Sweet 16, I think we're excited for a full season, hopefully. That is for sure. Yeah, I I, I want to go. I think if there was a game tomorrow, I'd be I'd be three hours early and I'd be uh, tailgating at uh, Gen Field. So I'm ready. Um, but as for this podcast, I think I think it's up. Um, thank you all for listening. We we had a blast. I know it's been a few weeks here. Uh, we were kind of hoping to talk about the TBT tournament, and that just really didn't pan out with Milt not playing and then the other two teams getting bounced early. Um, the TBT in itself was pretty exciting. Um, I watched the championship game and that was pretty fun, but, uh, there really hasn't been any Rambler news until the Jaden Dawson thing. We got Jalen Quinn and a lot of other professional opportunities. So thank you all for hanging in there. Um, like I said, uh, we'll, we'll keep, um, we'll keep putting out content as there's stuff to talk about in the summer. Uh, and then we'll obviously let everyone know when episodes are becoming regular again. Uh, which will probably be just a couple weeks before the season starts, maybe three. Um, so stick with us and uh, stay tuned. And above all else, never forget, always remember, go Blurs.